Hello guys! Welcome back to another episode of the Abroad Pod. I'm your host Nicole and today's episode is going to be a little different from the past five episodes I've recorded. Instead of talking about travel hacks and informational tips, today I just feel like chatting. I'm going to update you guys on what I've been up to the past three months from completing college online to redoing my room and then dive into my future travel plans. I talked all about COVID-19 and how the travel industry is changing because of it in episode 3, so if you're looking for a resource on the topic to educate yourselves, definitely take a listen to that. The industry as a whole is changing big time, as there is now a big push towards domestic travel instead of international travel. I'm sure all of us have had plans changed and affected because of COVID-19. I've definitely had a few international trips canceled, but regardless, people are starting to make more plans as things around the country are beginning to open, so I'm very excited to share some future plans with you guys today. My prediction is that 2020 and 2021 are going to be the years of road trips. But I'm curious, do any of you have any travel plans coming up? I'd love to hear them. If you do, reach out to me on Instagram or something and we can talk about it. I'd love to know what you guys are up to. At the end of the episode will be the usual country segment. I'm continuing with the region of the Caribbean and I'm actually going to be talking about a few islands that are not independent countries. As I'm sure a lot of you guys know, the Caribbean is made up of both independent countries like the Bahamas and the DR, which I talked about in the past two episodes, but also a lot of colonies and territories. So today I'll be focusing on the Cayman Islands, which is a British overseas territory. The next few episodes of my podcast are also going to focus on islands such as Aruba and Bermuda, that are not countries, they are colonies, but either way, I have some tips I'd like to share for these island nations. I also have some exciting ideas in mind for some future podcast episodes, including doing an abroad series. I feel like that would be so fun, since this is the abroad pod. So the idea is I'll have different people come on the pod who've studied abroad in different locations around the world, and chat with them and interview them so you guys, especially if you're younger and are planning on studying abroad, can listen to those episodes and learn about different programs and locations. So I'm excited about that. I'm starting to reach out to some people now. If any of you have studied abroad anywhere in the world and are interested in being featured on the Abroad Pod, definitely reach out and we can make it happen. So that's all for the housekeeping for today. I know this was a bit of a long intro, but let's get into the episode. first life update I want to share today is just what I've been up to. We've all been in quarantine now since, for most people, probably Monday, March 16th, 
was the first day that was not normal. I'm using quotes right now because that's the day that really a lot of things began to close and we really were all home. I personally was on spring break in the Bahamas. I talked about this in episode 4 and I got home on Friday, March 13th and that personally was my last day of like normal life. Um, which is really ironic. It was Friday the 13th, but that was the day I landed back in Boston, and then I did self-quarantine for a full two weeks after that. I just stayed with my family um, just to make sure I was good since I did travel, but yeah, basically since then, I've just been home. After my spring break, I spent the months of March and April really just focused on school. I was a senior, was sad, but I did just graduate, so I was finishing my spring of senior year online, which was not easy. I was in only four classes, which is a blessing, but one of them was my capstone. And let me tell you, it is very hard to write a 50-page paper from your bedroom with your whole family home. I had no access to the library. I definitely missed a lot of the resources that we had available to us on campus. So that was definitely very challenging, but I am proud to say I did finish. My classes ended in late April, and then I had a few finals during the first week of May, and then I was done. When I wasn't doing schoolwork during those two months, I did a lot of fun activities with my sister. So I'm sure you guys, all being on social media, saw the big trends during this time, but We tie-dyed, or tried to, mine did not come out good. Pro tip, you need to use like a black sweatshirt for the bleach dye to show. I used gray and it did nothing. (laughs) I baked a ton of banana bread. I went viral on TikTok. That's an accomplishment. I now have two viral videos. One is my boyfriend Nathaniel's dog. It's honestly kind of dumb. I don't know how the algorithm works. It's literally just her, like, with an egg in her mouth, but it has 1.2 million views, so that's exciting. And the second one is my friends and I at Halloween. We dressed up as the Duggars, and it was pretty iconic, not gonna lie. Let's see, what else? So, I started this podcast. That is a huge accomplishment of mine. This is something I've been wanting to do for so long, and like I explained in my pilot episode, I've literally had this idea sitting in my phone for months, and because we all have more time now, being home with quarantine, I actually have had the time and motivation to get started. And here we are, six episodes later, so I'm very proud of that. I have also been doing a ton of reading during this time. I love to read. It's such a great way to learn. And I have a few book recommendations for you guys if you're looking for some good reads and to learn a little bit more about the world. The first is The Tattooist of Auschwitz. This is an incredible book. It's historical fiction, so some things are made up, but a lot of the book is based on what actually happened. And I learned a lot about World War II and the Holocaust, so I really recommend that book. And also The Light We Lost is a really good fiction book. It's just a really nice story, so I recommend reading that one as well. On the topic of consuming content, if you will, let me tell you about my latest obsession. The Vampire Diaries. Okay, 
I am late to the game here, and I know it. I was in middle school when the show first came out, and honestly, just didn't know that it existed. But I heard about it and watched a few episodes one day on Netflix, and my life has been better ever since. <laughs> Seriously, though, I watch a few episodes every day and have since March. I am on season five now, and it is literally the best show. It is so addicting. Every single episode ends with a different plot twist, and you literally can't help yourself but click the next one because you just need to know what happens. If anyone else watches this show, I'm sure you understand. I love how there is a different antagonist pretty much every couple episodes, and they are always switching things up. Never mind the fact, too, that literally the entire cast are the most beautiful people I've ever seen in my entire life. Stefan and Damon Salvatore are insane. <laughs> Especially Damon. I'm Teen Damon. If anyone else watches The Vampire Diaries, by the way, please reach out to me because my friends who have no idea what this show is are probably so sick of my Snapchats and texts talking about them. My boyfriend is really annoyed about the fact that I talk about Damon pretty much every time we're together. So if anyone else is a diehard fan, please reach out to me. I am also looking for a friend to tag along on the Vampire Diaries tour in Covington, Georgia. I really want to go and see Mystic Falls. Okay, moving on. Has anyone else redone their room during this time? I feel like everyone has been cooped up inside watching some HGTV, getting inspired, so I've been doing that myself and I have made some changes to my room. So I had this photo wall in my room that I thought would be a great idea to make in middle school. I literally took Elmer's glue and glued photos of myself from my childhood to high school from floor to ceiling. <laughs> my mom was very upset at me about this and told me that I need to take it all down and we could put up wallpaper or something. And now that I'm 21, I was all for it. So that took a full day. We took down all the photos and made an accent wall. And also, when I moved out of college in May, I brought all my things home, and since I'm here pretty much indefinitely, I swapped out a bunch of my things. For example, I am selling my childhood desk, and I brought in my nice new white desk from Wayfair that I got for myself for my senior year because my house didn't have a desk. And I decorated some shelves. Also, from my travels, I usually bring something home, like a little souvenir or something for me to display in my future home. And most of these things have been sitting in a box for a while with no place to be displayed. So I've been putting some of those trinkets around my room as well. That's just a little update. That was a lot of fun to redo my room, and it felt really good to unpack from college. If you haven't done it yet, I highly recommend it. It makes you feel a lot more settled, especially since the times are so unknown right now. It just feels good to be home. I've also been seeing my boyfriend and hanging out with friends at a distance, of course, and working out. I recently did Chloe Ting's two-week summer shred challenge. It was such a killer, but so good. I seriously recommend it. It's just two weeks long, about a half hour a day. You can do it. 
So that's pretty much what I've been up to the past three months. I have not been home this long in a very, very long time because I have been away at college the past four years and traveling pretty much nonstop throughout college. So it's definitely been a bit of an adjustment, but I've been trying to stay busy and just enjoy the time with my loved ones. And now for my future travel plans. So as we've all experienced, our plans have been changed dramatically. Most things have been postponed or even things have been just straight up canceled. My graduation, for starters, was supposed to be May 17th, and it is now in October. I am grateful it was rescheduled, but we'll see what happens. Everything is really unknown. So my family and I were supposed to go on a two-week European cruise this July that was going to leave Venice and go to Greece, Croatia, and Montenegro, and I was really excited for this because I haven't really explored this part of the world. I have been to Greece during my semester abroad, but I was really excited to see Croatia and really excited to spend that quality time with my family. So unfortunately, this itinerary did get canceled as it is leaving from northern Italy, which has been a hot spot of COVID, but I do have some fun domestic plans coming up. The first is Nathaniel's cousin is getting married in Boca Raton in Florida in July, so we'll be heading down there for the wedding. In August, we will be camping in Acadia National Park. I've actually never been there. I've been to Maine a bunch, but Acadia is really far north in Maine from Boston. It's about four hours away, so I've never been, but I'm very excited to camp and to see the first sunrise in the United States. I'm hoping to make a few more plans for the fall, but like I said, everything is really unknown right now. I do have a trip booked for December that is international, and that is to Canada. So my boyfriend and I will be spending our anniversary in Quebec, and I'm really excited because Quebec is known for its Christmas markets. It's supposed to feel like Europe, and it is a winter wonderland up there, so I'm very excited to spend a weekend there in December. But that's all I have on the books for 2020. No plans for 2021 yet. Like I said, everything is so unknown. But I have been doing a ton of really fun day trips around New England. I shared a blog post covering all the day trips to do in New England last week, so definitely check that out on theabroadblog.com if you are local to the area and are looking for more ideas. But other than that, I'm really curious to see what you guys are doing. So like I mentioned in the intro, please reach out. I'm curious to see if you guys are comfortable flying, if people have international travel booked, or if people are just laying low for now. I know it's kind of all over the spectrum as things are opening up, so definitely reach out. I'd love to chat about it. So that basically covers all my life updates, what I've been doing in quarantine, my future travel plans, and much more to come with that, I'm sure. But I hope you guys enjoyed just listening to a more low-key chat. I wanted to change it up this week. But sticking with the normal routine, let's transition into this week's destination segment, the Cayman Islands. The Cayman Islands. 
So like I mentioned in the intro, the Cayman Islands is not an independent country. They are actually a British overseas territory. It encompasses three islands in the Western Caribbean. So Grand Cayman is probably the one you're all familiar with. That is the largest island. It's known for beach resorts and scuba diving. The other two islands are called Cayman Brock and Little Cayman, which is the smallest island. The capital city is called Georgetown on Grand Cayman Island, and the official language is English. So now that I've gone over a couple of facts, let's talk about why you all need to visit the Cayman Islands ASAP. So I visited Grand Cayman for New Year's, actually. We celebrated the start of 2019 by vacationing in the Caribbean. Maybe you've heard of the Cayman Islands because many cruise lines visit Grand Cayman, but also several major airlines fly direct from the U.S., making Cayman Islands a popular vacation spot. My family and I flew JetBlue direct from Boston and stayed at the Wyndham Reef Resort on the east side of the island. Before I go any further, I just want to make a clarification about Grand Cayman, and that is that the hub of all activity is on the west side of the island, where the capital Georgetown is located, and also where you'll find Seven Mile Beach. My family booked a hotel on the east side of the island because we wanted to be a little bit more relaxed and away from the hustle and bustle, but honestly, there really wasn't much to do on the east side at all. The beaches were not as nice, and pretty much every day we were taking our rental car and driving the hour across the island to hang out on the other side. So that is the first tip I have if you guys visit Grand Cayman. Definitely fly into the airport, and I recommend staying right there in Georgetown along Seven Mile Beach. There is a lot to do in this area. So on the topic of Seven Mile Beach, I'll just give a little bit more information on it. So Seven Mile Beach has actually been awarded the Caribbean's best beach on several occasions, and I now know why. This beach draws visitors from all around the world and really is a gem. The beach itself is actually only 5.5 miles long, so I'm not sure why it's called Seven Mile Beach, but there's tons of resorts, shops, restaurants, and bars here. Parts of the beach where resorts are located are private, but several sections are open to the public. If you're not staying here, here are a few of the public beaches I recommend visiting. The first is called Public Beach. <laughs> Public Beach is very crowded with cruise ship passengers and jet skiers, but it does have parking, showers, restrooms, and cabanas. Another public beach that we visited and loved is called Cemetery Beach because it is located right behind a cemetery. It's actually kind of a secret oasis with a tree swing and amazing snorkeling off the shore. This beach was a lot more relaxing. Another public beach I recommend visiting is called Smith Cove. The cove is actually located south of Seven Mile Beach, but it was our favorite spot. The cove has several picnic tables, restrooms and showers, and even an ice cream truck. 
There was also a lot of rocks here that we could jump off of, so that was a lot of fun. Aside from the beach, there is a ton to do on Grand Cayman, and my number one recommendation is to go diving. You may not have known this, but Grand Cayman is actually one of the best diving locations in the world. Both snorkeling and scuba diving are common here, but my family had never gone scuba diving, so we signed up for the beginner's excursion. Our day began in a classroom with a lot of paperwork and a video, and then we moved to the pool where we put on our equipment and took our first breaths underwater. This feeling is honestly something I can't even describe in words. I was so nervous, but when you actually are panicking underwater and then realize that you're able to breathe, it is such a calming feeling that I can't describe, but I think everyone should go scuba diving at least once in their life. The breathing does take a little while to get used to, but eventually you won't even think about it. So in the pool, we practice some skills such as clearing our regulators of water and learning important hand signals to communicate underwater because of course you can't talk. After an hour or so, we hopped onto our boat and rode out to Sunset Reef to begin our adventure. So our dive lasted about 40 minutes and we saw lots of fish, a stingray, an old anchor, and it truly felt like I was swimming in a huge aquarium. This experience was so incredible and honestly I could not wait to go again. Since we did do a free dive, we got PADI certified, P-A-D-I, through Ocean Frontiers. That is the company that we dove with. I highly recommend them if you're interested in doing this in the Cayman Islands. We got certified, meaning that we are certified to dive, but only if an instructor is with us. My sister and I actually went on to go scuba diving again in the Great Barrier Reef when she visited me during my semester abroad in Australia. It's one of my favorite things to do, and I honestly think being under the water is one of the most relaxing feelings in the entire world. Another activity that I highly recommend doing in the Cayman Islands is called the Six Senses Eco Tour. My friend Chelsea recommended this. Thanks, Chelsea. And the tour did not disappoint. So the tour lasts about six hours and it takes you through a mangrove forest, snorkeling in the barrier reef, and to some of the most popular spots on the island, including Stingray City and Starfish Point. Stingray City is probably Grand Cayman's most well-known attraction. It's a sandbar on the northwest coast that's home to over 100 southern stingrays. Before you ask, yes, this is safe. It would only be dangerous if you step on one, but as long as you avoid them, they are non-threatening. We were able to feed them squid and swim with them, which was slightly terrifying considering the females can be up to 4-5 to five feet wide. Another stop on the tour was to Starfish Point, which is a shallow area off the coast of Grand Cayman with dozens of starfish. You can hold them, but you have to make sure you put them back in the water after about three seconds. The last stop on the tour, which I recommend visiting regardless if you do this tour or not, is called Rum Point. 
Rum Point is located on the north side of the island and it's ideal for swimming and snorkeling. There's a bunch of cute gift shops here and a beach shack to order food. Be sure to try out their world famous mudslide, it was really good. The last activity I want to recommend for the Cayman Islands is for all those who prefer to be on land, and that is to visit the Cayman Caves. These caves are located on the northeast side of the island and are Grand Cayman's only caves. You must visit them with a guide, but the tour will take you through all the caves and describe the history of them and what you're seeing inside. The limestone caves were all so beautiful and a lot of fun to explore. Even though there were bats flying over our heads, it was really fun to walk around, so I definitely recommend this too. That's all for my Cayman Islands recommendations. These recommendations were all pulled straight from my blog post, which is called New Year's in the Cayman Islands. So if you want to read more, definitely check that out on theabroadblog.com. But I highly recommend visiting the Cayman Islands. As you can see, there is a lot to do, and the week that we spent there was the perfect mix of adventure. We literally got certified to go scuba diving, but also it's very relaxing. That's all for this week's destination segment. So that brings us to the end of another episode of the Abroad Pod. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I really enjoyed just chatting and catching up. Feels like I'm just talking to a friend. Hope you guys get excited for the Abroad series I'm going to start. Like I mentioned in the intro, I think this series will be perfect. For anyone who is in high school or college who's considering going abroad and wants to learn more about different programs and locations. So again, if you've studied abroad and you're interested in being on the podcast, definitely reach out to me. Also, follow me on Instagram to keep up. It's Nicole.Rosania, R-O-S-A-N-I-A. So that's all for this week, and I'll catch you guys next week. And maybe I won't be alone this time. So tune in. Bye!